The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome members of our armed services who are joining us over the Internet today, and also new listeners tuning in from coast to coast on radio affiliates in all 50 states. Thank you for your many emails and letters and for making us part of your busy week. In just a moment, popular editor-in-chief of Forbes Media and former Republican presidential candidate Mr. Steve Forbes will be joining the program to talk about his three-pronged plan for reviving America, including his recommendation that the new president go big on tax cuts. Forbes is widely respected for his business and political acumen. Over 70 million people consult Forbes.com every month, and Forbes magazine has a circulation of nearly a million readers. So get ready to hear some straight talk as only Steve Forbes can deliver it during the next hour. But before Mr. Forbes joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. Malcolm Stevenson Forbes Jr. was born in Morristown, New Jersey, and grew up in the town of Far Hills. He is a graduate of Princeton University, where he founded his first magazine called Business Today. Forbes had the good fortune to be born into a successful publishing family who was very active in politics. His grandfather, B.C. Forbes, founded Forbes magazine, and his father, Malcolm, assumed responsibility for Forbes magazine while also enjoying a career as a state senator. Steve Forbes entered the family business as a columnist, eventually assuming the role as chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes magazine. In addition to his publishing success, Forbes was appointed by President Reagan to chair the board for international broadcasting, and he is also known for his bid for the Republican presidential nomination in 1996 and 2000. Forbes has consistently been an advocate for small government, tax reform, school voucher programs, health care choice, and is a frequent guest commentator on Fox News, CNN, and other networks. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report a man who has his hand firmly on the pulse of American business and politics, Mr. Steve Forbes. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Forbes. Good to be with you. Thank you. Congratulations on the success of your book, Reviving America, though, as you know, Republicans were not able to agree on a replacement for the Affordable Care Act, which is one of the three-part plan you discuss in your book. On the heels of canceling the vote, the president seemed to indicate that he plans to stand back now and allow insurance companies to continue pulling out of state exchanges and rates to climb until, as he put it, the health care system explodes is this a case where things have to get much worse before they get better? Uh, I think uh, this is a case where the Republicans in Congress are waking up that if they don't get this issue dealt with this year, they're going to suffer for it next year, that you have a Republican president, a Republican Congress. There's no excuse for not uh, coming through on their promises. Uh, Samuel Johnson, who invented the modern English dictionary back in the 1700s, once uh, said, he said, the prospect of a hanging focuses the mind wonderfully. I think the prospect of a political hanging is going to focus the congressional Republicans. I think that after they deal with the tax reform, they're going to uh, push for uh, health care reform again. And uh, they realize that they're not an opposition party anymore, and they start to have to deliver. Even if they don't get everything uh, some of them wanted the first round, 
they're recognizing that the Democrats have done their big government program over decades, and uh, you take one step at a time. As Ronald Reagan said, if you can get 80% or 70% in a deal, take it, and then come back for more later. But as the president describes it, we haven't hit rock bottom on the uh, Obamacare system yet. And uh, he is anticipating that the entire health care program that was put in place by the Obama administration will, in fact, explode. Do do you agree with that assessment? Uh, That is happening in terms of availability uh, in more and more uh, parts of the country. As you know, one third of the counties in this country, you only have uh, one choice. And uh, we're soon in a year or so going to have people having no choice at all. But what is also happening, and I think this is what's getting the attention of congressional Republicans finally, is that states that hadn't expanded Medicaid under Obamacare, there are 19 of them that resisted that, they're now starting to say, okay, who knows where this thing is going? We're going to move ahead and expand government involvement. Kansas legislature, Kansas, a very red state, Republican legislature, Republican governor, is now in the process of enacting a major expansion of Medicaid, which will drain uh, government revenues. So uh, that factor, I think, is uh, getting attention of Republicans that uh, you're going to have more government involvement. And if they don't retain control of uh, Congress, then that's going to mean that uh, you're going to see even more government involvement. So uh, deal with the problem now, because when things get worse, there's no guarantee that the right solution is going to emerge. You better start pushing it now while you have control and before states uh, take matters into their own hands. So I think that was a wake-up call. Kansas and other states are saying, you don't do something, we're moving ahead. Now, you have been in favor of health savings accounts. Tell us a little bit about how those would work. Uh, Health savings accounts, we've had them for about uh, 13 years, and uh, 20 million people are involved in them. And what it does is uh, provides you with uh, money, usually from an employer, of uh, a few thousand dollars to meet uh, routine medical expenses. And what that does is enable you, one, to control the money instead of third parties, and two, allow you to get, when when it's properly done, cheaper insurance for catastrophic expenses. For example, at Forbes Media, uh, we give our people $2,500 a year cash over the year into their medical savings accounts, So we have a high-deductible policy, but we virtually cover most, uh, if not all of it, through that $2,500. So uh, you get more consumerism. You get uh, people having, uh, uh, being able to see that if they get uh, something uh, at a better price for the same uh, drug elsewhere, a generic versus a prescriptive drug, uh, that's money in their pockets. That's the key thing. Right now, Whatever savings you get, go to third parties, employers, insurance companies, government, not to the patient. you got to put the patient in charge or else we're going to have more and more government involvement. So the key is to give more power to the patient. And one of the things that uh, Republicans were uh, pushing was to remove some of the barriers to medical savings accounts, health savings accounts, so that uh, the patient has more control. Right now with Obamacare, With those exchanges, you're getting the worst of both worlds. You're getting very, very high deductibles, catastrophic deductibles, $8,000, $10,000, $20,000, and uh, very narrow networks, which means, yeah, you got the insurance coverage, but it's useless. Well, there's no competition if there's only one uh, insurance company you can pick from on an exchange. And even when there is competition, you still find these... uh, uh, the so-called competition, even if you have two or three carries you can go to, uh, they all have these very high deductibles. So the key is to uh, get the patient in charge and uh, get the government uh, out of this uh, health, this terrible situation. What, what the Republicans have to focus on is providing a safety net for those who are don't qualify for Medicaid, but are too young for Medicare. Yes. Uh, People, especially from 50 to 64, to be blunt about it, the Republican bill, as originally designed by Paul Ryan, the House Speaker, uh, did not do a good job uh, in that safety net area. If they fix that, and I think they're now realizing they better fix it, then they can uh, go ahead 
and uh, start to get these reforms and not be accused of uh, literally ripping away insurance coverage for millions of people. That sounds like a good place to start uh, revising the plan and then give another run at it. We have to take our first break, but stay where you are. We'll be right back with more from Steve Forbes. You're listening to the Costa Report. Are you or someone you know suffering from a complex medical issue, seen multiple doctors, specialists, and had extensive testing done with still no answers? You're not alone. One-third of U.S. families have suffered from an unresolved medical condition after seeing two or more physicians. CrowdMed can help. CrowdMed streamlines the healthcare process, saving patients time and money and unnecessary hospital visits and irrelevant procedures, helping them get back to health faster. CrowdMed's secret to success is a network of doctors, nurses, and other medical professionals who collaborate with their unique sets of medical expertise to solve these complex cases faster. CrowdMed works in conjunction with the healthcare system, providing patients with medically sound information that's validated and confirmed by a licensed physician. CrowdMed has achieved a 75% success rate, producing a correct diagnosis in an average of just two to three months. To see how CrowdMed can help you or someone you love, Go to CrowdMed.com today. That's CrowdMed.com. Here's George Foreman with InventHelp. Hi, I'm George Foreman. Do you have an idea for a new product or invention? People ask me all the time, George, how do I get my idea in front of companies? How do I get a patent? What do I do next? Do you have the same questions? I'll tell you like I'll tell them all. Call my friends at InventHelp. Call InventHelp today for free information. InventHelp has been helping inventors for more than 30 years and has sales offices nationwide. InventHelp can submit your invention to companies who are interested in receiving new ideas. If you have an idea and want to try to patent it and submit it to companies, you should call InventHelp today for free information. Listen, I can't guarantee a company will be interested in your idea, but I believe every inventor deserves the opportunity to step into the ring and take their best shot. Put InventHelp in your corner. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-350-9514. That's 1-800-350-9514. Again, 1-800-350-9514. Few moments bring you joy like going to the mailbox after you've done your taxes. Pulling it open, reaching in, discarding the junk mail, and then pulling out that item you've been waiting so... What? Someone already filed for my return? It sounds like a horror story, but it's a reality. Identity thieves can use your personal information to file for your refund or commit other forms of ID theft. In fact, the IRS identified approximately $4.1 billion in suspected identity theft tax refund fraud in 2016. Thankfully, there's LifeLock. When you're a member, you have access to a team of U.S.-based specialists who know the steps to take and the calls to make to fix identity issues, whether it happens during tax season or any other time. Join now and get 10% off. Head to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK and use promo code NEWS. That's promo code NEWS. LifeLock. Recently on Good Morning Monterey Bay. Okay, looking for a new job? Um, well, there is... You know something I don't know? No. Oh, okay. The top ten jobs of 2017, neither one of us could do them, Billy. Oh, really? Yep. Starting at number ten. Well, that's comforting. A quality engineer at 71 grand. I could do quality engineering. Sure I could. Yeah, right. Salesforce developer at 108 grand. An IT engineer at number five for 85 grand. A Salesforce administrator at 89 grand. Development operations engineer at 123. A data scientist at the number one. At number two is at 129 grand. And number one is a full stack developer. I don't even know what that is. I have a full stack, but they're not paying me 110 grand. <laughs> Don't miss Good Morning Monterey Bay weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on KSCO. And listen anytime on the KSCO mobile app. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa. My guest today is publisher, author, and former presidential candidate, Mr. Steve Forbes. And before the break, we were speaking about where health care reform goes from here. 
Now, next up on Trump's agenda seems to be tax reform, which is also one of the three pillars you describe in your book, Reviving America. You have been a strong advocate of a flat tax. So for listeners who may not be familiar with the differences between a fair and a flat tax, could you walk us through that today and tell us why you favor a flat tax? Well, what a flat tax does is take the current code, all 10 million words, not just the code itself, but all the attendant rules and regulations that go with it, throw them out, and start all over again. I was going to say bury the code, but the EPA probably wouldn't allow that since it's so toxic. <laughs> and uh, go go to a simple uh, single-rate system. You'd, the only exemptions you'd have would be for adults and for children, generous exemptions. Uh, for example, under the plan we outline in Reviving America, a family of four making $52,800 of wages, their first $52,800 of wages would be free of federal income tax. Any money they earn above that $52,800 would be taxed at only a low rate of 17 cents on the dollar. There'd be no tax in your savings. You'd have no death taxes. I've always believed you should be allowed to leave the world unmolested by the IRS. Do the same thing on the business side. Uh, Get rid of these loopholes. Get the rate down to 17% or lower. Have instant expensing of capital expenditures to cover to, to encourage job creating investments, and uh, by the way, Rebecca, about uh, forty countries and jurisdictions like Hong Kong around the world have a flat tax, and it works. So uh, we know this thing is complex; it is corrupt, brings out the worst in all of us, and gives huge powers to the IRS to harass our lives. So why not be done with it and a free people and be able to do it? You could literally do your tax return on a sheet of paper or a few keystrokes on your computer, and that's it. Uh, why do we punish ourselves like this? And by the way, by the way, this is not an economic issue. It's a moral issue. The IRS estimates that we spend over $6 billion a year filling out tax forms. The experts uh, estimate that we spend two to $400 billion a year complying with this monstrous code. Just go back 20 years. Imagine that those tens of billions of hours, literally, literally trillions of dollars, all that immense time and brain power had been applied instead to creating new products, new services, new medical devices, new cures for diseases, how much better off and better quality of life we'd have today instead of all those resources going to this hideous, complex, corrupt code. So what the economists call an opportunity cost is very real. That's why we should get rid of this thing and focus our energies on doing productive things. Well, I agree with you. It is a moral issue, uh, but for a slightly different reason. And that is that the more complex the tax code is, the more it favors the, the, those that are the most resourceful and wealthy in the country. Absolutely. Because they can hire uh, buildings of... Uh, you know, tax accountants, General Electric, as an example, can hire buildings of tax accountants who can find perfectly legal ways to pay no taxes, whereas the person on the street who's filling out their own taxes is likely to pay the highest rate that they're eligible for. That's right. And uh, this way, if you make it, you pay it. And uh, it, by the way, they, I always get asked for some reason, what are you going to do with all those IRS agents, tax lawyers and the like? And even though I'm a conservative, I would support a job retraining program for tax lawyers and IRS agents. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have to ask you this. What you say makes perfect sense. And And I cannot believe anybody would be against tax reform. I mean, I've never run into anyone personally, whether it's a political leader or the person on the street. Um, But given how the health care reform bill uh, couldn't get enough votes in uh, in Congress to get through, uh, would you suggest a maybe less aggressive tax reform measure for the president as he goes in and then maybe just sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, do it in phases? Because I, I, I just don't see the possibility of something like that getting through the first round. Well, one of the reasons there's such resistance, even though, as you point out, uh, the politicians, Washington politicians, all say they're in favor of it, is because the complexity of the tax code is a huge source of power, power over us, power to get contributions. 
And uh, so they're not going to do it voluntarily. And the tax bill that uh, they're likely to take up uh, will be a step in the right direction. But I hope that in a year or two, uh, the president will get the mandate to do a sweeping reform. And one of the things that holds up reform is everyone who has a tax break fights like the deck dickens to keep it. And so one way to do this is take a variation of what Hong Kong does mm-hmm. and give people a choice. When you enact something like the flat tax, say you can go to the new system, or if you wish, stay with the old. I think that way people won't get hung up, I'll lose this, I'll lose that. Let people see for themselves which is better. And I think 99% of the people would quickly realize the flat tax is better. But give them a choice, and that way you undercut all of the lobbyists and special interests who say the world will come to an end if you uh, do this kind of simplification. Let people see for themselves, and let them be the judge. You know, I'm looking at all of the policies that you have, and one of the interesting things is is there's an underlying theme when it comes to Steve Forbes, and that seems to be choice. School vouchers is a choice. Health care, you want to see more choices and allow people to make up their own mind. In taxes, you've suggested that, well, let people choose. They can use the old system or they can go to the flat tax. Uh, you that, really believe that, in returning choice to people, and then the best solution will it will uh, get the greater critical mass. Is is that fair to say? Absolutely. This one-size-fits-all mentality is absolutely wrong. We know in education, for example, uh, kids develop at their own stages. Uh, the school that may work for one kid may be uh, totally wrong for another kid. So let parents make those choices. And, uh, you know, we take it for granted when we go to a store or go online and look at all the products that are available that we choose what we want, not how the government say this is it. Uh, You have no choice. And you see it especially in the area of medicine. Uh, One one cure and the technology is moving in this direction where a, a pill may work for you but be a disaster for me. They will be able to know that if we don't get in the way of research in advance. This will work for you. It won't work for another person. That way you get what works for you, what is best for you. And yet there's no question we have institutional resistance in Washington to do anything, to have any reform. Well, they like things as they are. And that's one reason why socialism doesn't work is you get no innovation. It just is uh, more power, more and more of the same. And organizations we know that if they're not held to being accountable, they become bloated, they become self-interested, they lose sight of the original reason they are created. We see that with the school unions. We see that in the, the Food and Drug Administration, which is still using 60-year-old methods to test drugs. How <laughs> to modernize these things. Well, you're absolutely right about that. We do need to modernize. We have to take another scheduled intermission, but stay tuned. We'll be right back after these important messages from our sponsors. You're listening to the Costa Report. Men, if you're like me, you appreciate the feeling of a clean, smooth shave from a quality blade. The sort of shave that cuts clean without the burn. So why are you messing around with generic razors that cost 32 bucks for an 8-pack when you can shave with Harry's high-quality German-engineered blades for half the price? And because Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they'll send you their most popular set, complete with a razor, one of their world-famous blades, shaving cream, and post-shave balm for free if you cover shipping. A total value of $20 at no cost to you, with code 1170 at checkout. Their way of saying thank you for trying them. How is Harry's able to save you all this money and still give you the best shave you'll ever enjoy? By owning the factory that manufactures the blades. That's how. Go to harrys.com now and enter code 1170 at checkout to claim your free trial set and post-shave balm. That's harrys.com, code 1170. Listen to people just like you who found pride in service to their community as a member of their local Lions Club. Hi, I'm Lion Bob Younger with Sunnyvale Host Lions. I ran across a lady whose mom lived in Florida and needed hearing aids. I called the district governor in Florida 
and her mom got hearing aids. Hi, my name is Julie Bach, and I'm the president of James Lick High School's Leo Club. We went down to downtown San Jose, and we helped the affected families remove the items that need to get thrown out due to the flood, and we were really happy to help them. My name is Mark Ariano. I'm the president of the Marina Lions Club. Recently, we helped with the Sobrantes fire relief efforts down in the Big Sur area. We were able to help feed, clothe, and house a lot of people. Become a lion and serve with pride. Find your pride and lots of really good friends at go.centralcoastlions.com. That's go.centralcoastlions.com. This is Mrs. Future from the Dr. Future Show. We have had Etheric Networks for 10 years, and it has always been really a stellar service. There's always a real person there. If you have any need to call them, they fix things as quickly as possible. Our service has hardly ever been down, and the service is just great. We live kind of in the middle of nowhere, and there are no other mainstream bandwidth providers where we are, and Etheric is a great service. We're really lucky we have it. Thank you, Etheric Networks. KSCO, residential special. Residential service up to 10 megabits per second, symmetric. That's up and down for $85 a month and $199 installation. With guaranteed minimum speeds and uptime, unlike our competitors. Etheric Networks. Call 650-399-4200. That's 650-399-4200. Etheric.net. That's E-T-H-E-R-I-C dot net. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to sell all your belongings and live in a commune. These dungarees belong to all of us now, Tom. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman! You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. This weekend brings us to the first Saturday of a new month, so once again, Nurse Jackie Tucker will be inviting Dr. Dawn Motika to slip into the chair as guest host of her Stepping In program from 3 until 4. Dr. Motika is a longtime presence on the Monterey Bay Area airwaves with a private practice in Santa Cruz focused on integrative medicine. Dr. Dawn Motika takes your calls, tweets, and emails this Saturday at 3 on Stepping In here on KSCO and KOMY. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is Steve Forbes. Now, in spite of most leaders uh, in Washington claiming that they're in favor of cutting taxes and reforming the tax code, one of the first initiatives which is being considered is the border adjustment to tax imports, which you estimate will cost American consumers over $100 billion a year. Can you speak to that for a moment? Yes, uh, and this again is uh, Republicans in Washington can behave in very strange ways. Uh, this idea is coming out of the House Republicans, led by uh, Speaker Paul Ryan, mm-hmm. and I don't know what Kool Aid they're drinking. Maybe the EPA should examine that uh, because they've come up as part of their proposal. I hope uh, President Trump ignores it. But what they want to do is impose a 20% national sales tax on the stuff we bring into this country. Uh, they, it'll cost well over $100 billion a year. And they say they need the money to cut other taxes. Well, in my mind, first of all, the purpose of tax cuts is to cut taxes, not create new ones that will only grow in the wrong direction. And this 20% sales tax is going to hurt the very people who are living from paycheck to paycheck, hurt the very people who put Donald Trump into office, working families, and it will increase, for example, the cost of a gallon of gasoline for millions of motorists, 30 cents a gallon, will increase the cost of a car, $2,500, will increase the cost of the things you buy at Walmart, Kmart, uh, Target, and other stores. And so why are we doing that? Uh, Retailers are upset. Consumers will be upset as they learn what they're they're going to be hit with. And uh, so just if you're going to cut taxes, just cut taxes. Don't put in a brand new tax, 20% sales tax. It's nuts. 
What's the idea behind putting this tax in? Is it to uh, make make it a more even playing field between cheap imports and uh, products made here in the U.S.? No, actually, there, there are two reasons. Uh, one is the Republicans say they need the money for other tax cuts. Uh, Ronald Reagan and John Kennedy, two great tax cutter presidents from the past, never fell into that trap. If you're going to do a tax cut, do it pure. The second thing Republicans say is that other countries impose uh, these kinds of sales taxes and rebate them at the border, and we should do the same thing. What, what in effect, they're saying is other countries hurt their consumers. You know, you go to Europe, you have what they call these value-added taxes, hidden sales taxes that are 20 to 25 percent. And uh, so the Republicans, in effect, are saying, well, they hurt their people. Why don't we hurt ours and have reciprocity in a level playing field? It's the most absurd argument I've ever heard. <laughs> if they're doing if they're doing bad things, doesn't mean we have to imitate them. <laughs> well, I don't know. It worked with my kids. <laughs> you know, I can't tell you how many times I sat down with my uh, six-year-old kids and they'd say, "Well, he was doing it," and I said, "Yeah, that isn't really going to work for you." But apparently, it right. works in Washington. <laughs> Little exactly. did I know. <laughs> good, good, good point. Yes. <laughs> Now, we haven't talked about the capital gains tax, which you also urged the president and Congress to make changes to. How, how deep do you think those cuts ought to go, and what should they do about capital gains? Well, one of the things, if they can get their act together on health care and deal with uh, the safety net issue, is uh, by passing a, a bill, they'll get rid of uh, 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 almost a trillion dollars of taxes contained in Obamacare over the next 10 years, over $100 billion a year. You'll save that tax money right off the bat. And uh, so uh, they, 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 they should go with that. That also reduces the capital gains tax, which, uh, you know, high tax hurts investment, hurts risk-taking, which is how we get the new companies, the new products of the future. And I hope that when the president makes his formal tax proposal in a few weeks, they'll uh, also make a, a reduction in the capital gains tax. That, well, this is, again, where I sometimes don't understand the Republicans. I understand the Democrats. They, they just like taxes. I get that. But on the Republican side, every time we reduce the capital gains levy, you immediately, not in a few years down the road, but immediately get an increase in government revenue. So it does two things. One is it encourages uh, more investment, which is what we need to get our economy truly back on track. But it also creates more revenue. It, every time we've done it, it works. So why not do it again? Get more revenue right up front. And if you combine that with uh, uh, incentives to get the $2 trillion of stranded profits our companies have overseas, have that when Trump has talked about this, President Trump, gets a few hundred billion of that money back here, invested in America, well, that's that's all to the good. But I, I think that people in Washington, D.C. don't have a business mentality. They don't have an investment mentality. This idea that in the short run, you might be cutting capital gains, but there is a proven historical algorithm that shows that if you do that, investment increases and you get it, you get even more on the back end. That doesn't seem to be an argument that uh, politicians in Washington can understand. You, you lose a little on the front end, but what you get on the back end is double and triple. Absolutely. In capital gains, you get it on the front end. That's the nice thing. And other uh, incentives to invest, uh, you do get on the uh, years down the road. And that's why if they do the tax cut, even one now, properly, you get two good things. And that's why one of the things President Trump should push for is making the tax cut, even if it takes several months to pass, Make it retroactive to January 1st of this year. That way, American workers will immediately see an increase in pay because the government's taken less away. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, though, is you're planting the seeds for future prosperity. You know, Donald Trump is, was a builder, and he, he knows that when you decide to do a building, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes several years to make it happen several years to make uh, these investments pay off, building new factories and the like. That doesn't happen overnight. But when you set uh, the good forces in motion where they start to plan and make these new investments, it's the gift that keeps on giving, not just now, that is an increased paycheck, but also 
uh, better, uh, better factories, better businesses in the future, which means higher pay for everybody. Well, we've been talking a lot about the uh, the tax code, how complex it is, about capital gains, about import taxes. If you were Trump, uh, where would you start? What what would be uh, most impactful to business and stimulating uh, more jobs and more more business investment? Well, the president, I think, has it. Uh, cut the corporate tax rate, which ours is the worst in the world. We have the highest business tax in the world. Cut it to 15% from 35% which would make us the best, just about the best in the world. I think the only one better would be Ireland, which is 12.5%. You do the instant expensing of a productive investment, uh, which the president has proposed. Uh, You put incentives to get that $2 trillion back here in America. That's the president is is pushing for. So on the business side, I think the president has it. He's just got to avoid the trap of this 20% sales tax. And he should also push for big cuts for individuals. Uh, you got to do both business and individuals. You can't do one and not do the other. I agree because I think the visibility, the as you know, uh, so much of the media is driven by optics, how something looks rather than how it really is. And I think that that is what Trump has been complaining about in the media. And I think if you go right. out and say we're going to cut corporate taxes, immediately it's going to be spun by the media because we know what they'll do and say, look at, you know, he's he's doing exactly what we thought he would do. He's he's uh, making he's it more favorable. He's friends. helping big business. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why you got to do the personal uh, and make it retroactive. So when you get your next paycheck, you find, by golly, I'm getting more money. And then then whatever the media says doesn't matter. People see it. I'm getting more. This is good. Right. So so he should start by looking at both cutting the corporate tax rate, which is some of the highest in the world right now, and also individual taxes. And and would you urge him to move forward on uh, putting in a phased in program to get to a flat tax? Uh, Yes. And I think uh, he well, I think he's moving in that direction. I think when he gets this tax bill done. In a year or two, I think he wants to go for something like a flat tax. Well, that'll be, that will be interesting. That'll, yes, we'll have you back on when that happens. We have to take our last break. When we return, we'll find out about the third reform Mr. Forbes says is vital to reviving America. You're listening to the Costa Report. Do you remember the Ebola epidemic? Dr. Kent Brantley faced the darkness of that disease head on. He contracted Ebola while serving as a medical missionary in Liberia. I thought I was going to die. I was incredibly sick, dehydrated, and was having trouble breathing. And I looked at the nurse who was standing next to my bed, and I said, I don't know how you're going to breathe for me when I quit breathing. But Kent survived thanks to a blood transfusion, some experimental drugs, and lots of prayer. People ask me, do you have survivor guilt? And I say, no, I, I think I have survivor responsibility. I've got to use my life in a way that's meaningful and helpful to other people. Kent Brantley was able to face the darkness of Ebola because of his relationship with Jesus. And you can face the darkness in your life once you surrender your heart to Jesus. Learn how at findpeacewithgod.net. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars, recent winners of the best sparkling wine in the U.S. in the Champagne and Sparkling Wine World Championship. Congratulations, Scott. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. So what is it about your Brut Cuvée that beat all the other competitors around the world? We really focus on creating an expression of the Santa Lucia Highlands and doing it the right way. And when you control the process from the beginning to the end and you have talent like Michelle and top-tier grapes, they really shine through. This was a worldwide competition. It was definitely a humbling experience. We were in a room with producers that have been making wine for over 100, 200 years and was a huge honor to have Tom Stevenson give us the best U.S. Sparkling Wine Award. We fared really well overall. We had three wines win best of class, which was great. Visit the Caraccioli Tasting Room on Dolores Street in Carmel by the Sea, or find us online at caracciolicellars.com, or reach us by phone, 831-622-7722. Hi, Registered Pharmacist Ben Fuchs here. I've been studying healthy bodies for 35 years, and what I've got to tell you may shock and surprise you, but if you listen up, 
it may change your life. The gallbladder is a little biological bag designed to hold bile in preparation for digestion of fats, and it's a favorite target for surgical removal. Over half a million of them are yanked out of patients' abdomens every year. Although doctors will tell you that you can live just fine without the bag of bile, as it turns out, nothing could be further from the truth. Bile is the key player in the processing of dietary fats, and while it's true that some of the fat-dissolving biochemical detergent can be squirted onto food directly from the liver, without a gallbladder, it's going to be much more difficult for the digestive system processing and absorption of numerous nutrients, including fats and essential fatty acids, vitamins, and thousands of plant chemicals that play a key role in health, healing, and anti-aging. In fact, without this little sack of tissue, you're going to run higher risks for pretty much any health condition you can name. Digestive issues, including gastritis and chronic diarrhea, are particularly likely and not surprising possible side effect. So are skin issues like psoriasis and eczema, and you may have to deal with hyperpigmentation and accelerated aging, too. Even cancer is on the short list for post-gallbladder removal misery. Best way to prevent gallbladder problems is to eliminate problem foods and improve digestion. Food intolerances are typically associated with gallstone formation. Using a good probiotic and eating fermented foods can be helpful. Consider lecithin and bile salts after fatty meals. And because gallbladder issues can impair the absorption of fatty nutrients, you're going to want to make sure you're supplementing with essential fatty acids, fatty vitamins, and minerals. Pharmacist Ben here urging you to go to kscohealth.com to order Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the Healthy Start Pack, and other nutritional supplements that I personally use and recommend. You can purchase these premium quality products at wholesale prices online at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. I'm the pharmacist that believes that staying healthy and strong is not only about medicine, it's about giving your body the raw materials it needs to do its work. Go to kscohealth.com. Make sure you check out the cool videos, too, at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, we are speaking with Mr. Steve Forbes. The last pillar of the three-part plan you propose in your book, Reviving America, is to take the dollar out of the hands of the Fed. Is that right? (laughs) That's right. The Federal Reserve which treats the dollar like a yo-yo. It's like a clock that can't tell time right. It's either too fast or too slow, too strong, too weak. And uh, what they don't recognize is that money is not wealth. Money measures wealth. Money measures value the way a scale measures weight. And uh, when you have a dollar that fluctuates in value, that hurts investing because you know investing is risky enough. But if you don't know whether you're going to get paid back in a hundred cent dollar, a ten cent dollar, a dollar twenty dollar, guess what? You get less investment. And this idea of manipulating the dollar, which started uh, the recent round 15 years ago under a Republican president, so this is not a partisan issue, uh, has uh, has has hurt us all. Mm-hmm. So get the politicians' hands off the dollar, make it strong again, which it was from George Washington to the 19 early 1970s. When we, even though we had civil war, Great Depression, world wars, uh, we still had the, uh, the that 180-year period, the highest average growth rate of any country in history. And since we started to play around with the dollar in the last 40 years, to varying degrees, our average growth rate has fallen. If we kept that average growth rate up, our economy today would be eight trillion dollars bigger, 50% bigger. So take your current pay, increase it by 50%. I think most people would say, yeah, that's good. That's well, good. I, I think most people would agree with you. How do we do that? Do we need to return to tying the value of the dollar to gold, silver, something that uh, is tangible? Yeah, something that takes it out of the hands of politicians. And 4,000 years of experience has demonstrated that the most uh, best ruler – Think of, think of gold as a ruler. It keeps its intrinsic value better than anything else on this earth. Uh, when you see the price fluctuate, that's not gold fluctuating itself. That's the value of the dollar that's fluctuating, the yen that's fluctuating, the euro that's fluctuating. Gold keeps its value, not perfectly, but uh, better than anything else. So it's like having 12 inches in a foot. We don't bury the foot each day. We don't mm-hmm. bury the minutes in an hour each day. So do the same with the dollar. We did it for 180 years, and it worked. Let's take it out of the hands of politicians and have a fixed value and get back to the business of creating prosperity for all of us. So you would tie it back to a gold standard or a silver standard? A gold standard, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
you know, for, look what's happened since. Our average growth rate has plummeted. And uh, so let's do what George Washington, Alexander Hamilton, our founders did. We did it for 180 years. Let's do it again. Let's do what works. It was very interesting in reading your book that these three pillars, right, the health care reform that's needed, the tax reform that's needed, and and most importantly, taking control of the value of the dollar and tying it to a gold or a silver standard. Um, it, they seem to be right in line with Donald Trump's uh, thinking right now, with the one exception being that he has not addressed the Fed issue. He, he seems to, in place of that, feel that immigration and fair trade uh, will be more important to the economy. But you, you disagree with that. Well, I think uh, his focus on uh, immigration abuses, uh, we should know who, who's in our country. Mm-hmm. Uh, on trade, we should address the abuses of China and others. Uh, that That's all to the good. But it it's won't be as impactful. Or. In your view, it won't be as impactful as dealing with the Fed. Uh, I think the Fed would be very impactful. And by the way, Donald Trump has made uh, comments from time to time on the need for uh, reforming the Fed, getting the gold standard ultimately. So I think his uh, instincts and heart is in the right place. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knows that right now it would be difficult to do, so he's focusing on other things. But I hope with his appointments to the Fed, he now has three vacancies there that he can start to put in people who will set the stage to get the dollar sound and strong again. Because I think he understands, and I think a growing number of people understand, uh, a good, stable dollar is necessary to make America the great country that we once were. How about you? Would you take an appointment to the Fed? Uh, well, I'm uh, I'm I'm an agitator now, and uh, so uh, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, so but, but maybe uh, that's what the but, Fed but needs. Yeah, well, they're they're thankfully they're finding good people who can do it, and I'll be pushing it and. Uh, I'll be glad to give more advice to uh, the president on it. And uh, so uh, hopefully we can move in that direction. But I think his instincts are right. He cannot have this uh, wobbly dollar that we have today that's like a clock that can't tell the time right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my my dad was... Uh... Uh, very much against. He was around when we went off the gold and silver standard. And I remember he said, well, this is the end of understanding how money is valued. He said, it's just going to become political from here on out. And, he was right. Uh, yeah, well, well, he he turns out, you know, it's interesting when you're younger, you don't know how right your parents are until much older. <laughs> and then you say, hey, you know, my my old man had it kind of right, you know, and uh, I, I, I wish he was still around. He'd get a kick out of the fact that I, I see the error in my my youth. <laughs> there there you go. Um, I We are just about out of time here, uh, but I want to... Uh, call out to our listening audience that the name of the book is Reviving America, and uh, it it is a fascinating read and right in line with the agenda of our new president. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but uh, before we say goodbye, let me congratulate you on the success of the book and Forbes Media, and uh, we hope you'll come back again soon. Thank you, Mr. Forbes. Thank you, Rebecca. Appreciate it. Thank you. We have been talking today with the chairman of Forbes Media, Steve Forbes, about a better way to do health reform, uh, to tax American citizens and businesses, and to value the dollar. The fact is there's always room for improvement. We need to not get stuck in our ways. There's always a better, more efficient way to do things and to modernize, and that includes how we fill job openings with the best people possible. You and I know that posting your job in one place isn't enough anymore to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. Cover every base, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find any candidate in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person for the job fast. It's so easy to use, it's what we at the Costa Report use to scour the planet for the very best talent in radio. And I don't mind saying that that is the reason 
we can deliver quality interviews like the one you just heard today with Steve Forbes week after week. (laughs) But you can use ZipRecruiter to fill literally any job, whether you're looking for an IT manager, ER nurse, secretary, programmer, a sous chef, a truck driver. ZipRecruiter is the best way to find the best person for your job. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by Fortune 100 companies as well as thousands of small and medium-sized businesses. And right now, listeners of this program can post jobs on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash report, R-E-P-O-R-T. That's right. It's completely free. And everyone knows if it's completely free, you have nothing to lose. There's no downside. (laughs) You'll be up and running on over 200 job sites. So no matter what the job is, if you have an opening, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash report, R-E-P-O-R-T. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. And that almost wraps up our first hour. Uh, If your station is leaving us after this first hour, my guest next week is the former Secretary of Health and Human Services under the Obama administration. You will remember this name, Kathleen Sebelius. She's going to be here. She's got a very different take on health care. And she's going to be here to talk about what needs to be done to deliver better quality and less expensive health coverage to all Americans and where we should go from here in improving Obamacare. Don't miss Kathleen Sebelius right here on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. You're listening to the Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.